This podcast is powered by Oh Such Luck Productions. According to 2019 numbers, LGBTQ plus adults globally held a combined buying power of more than $3.5 trillion. That gives the community a great deal of economic power. June is Pride Month, a time many brands market toward LGBTQs, but this could also be a time brands give off the impression that they only ride the rainbow, and outside of Pride celebrations, they're gone, silent, and invisible to the LGBTQ audience. I'm Brian Osuch, and this is Happening, a podcast about all the spectacular things that happen from the moment we wake up until the time we say goodnight. That leaves a lot of time for a lot to happen. I'm a small businessman. I'm also a proud member of the LGBTQ community. I am and identify as gay. Pride Month is a perfect time to talk with business leaders who love creating lasting connections between brands and the most dynamic and vibrant market in America. I recently chatted with Matt Wagner, Vice President of Client Services at Target 10, a New York City-based agency that applies LGBTQ consumer insights to brand strategy. He was in Hell's Kitchen, one of the most active gayberhoods in New York City. You'll even hear a few sirens blaring in the background. I chose to use the word love because it's very clear that Matt loves walking the walk and talking the talk. Before we get started, it's important to understand the difference between two terms, queer and LGBTQ+. Queer has been coming into fashion more and more over the years. As many people may know, it was a term used back in the day a lot. Then it kind of fell out of fashion. It became a bit of a derogatory term. And now it's actually being embraced quite wholeheartedly, in particular by younger generations. But where the queer sort of starts to come into play is if you break it out by generations, although only about 8% of boomers identify as LGBTQ, 31% of those in Gen Z identify as LGBTQ. And a major reason for that is this Q plus element, which queer is a way for individuals who don't necessarily feel that they identify with straight, cisgender, straight being a very specific orientation, cisgender meaning that you're exactly the sex that you were born into. They're somewhere on the spectrum and they really just don't want to pin it down. And the reason the brands need to know the difference is because there are those generational differences that play into the broader conceptions of what it means to be LGBTQ, what our shared culture is, what our attitudes and behavior are. And so if a brand is targeting a fairly wide age group, they'll want to know how to properly talk to different members of the community who might feel slightly differently about what those labels mean or don't mean. And it's also important for a brand to be able to understand when it can even say certain things. You know, I think brands that are perceived as simply cooler, HBO, for example, that kind of a company and brand can much more easily use terms like queer than probably something like a consumer packaged good brand that you might find in your local Walgreens, where we'll probably want to stick to this, the more sort of universally accepted, politically correct phrasing of LGBTQ, as opposed to going into the sort of more amorphous waters of queer. 
Matt recently participated in a GLAAD LGBTQ plus pride engagement panel, offering insights to brands, agencies, and influencers. I watched the virtual event. One key takeaway was not to sell, but celebrate. When I chatted with Matt, he said there is one big thing for companies to think about before engaging with a queer audience if they're striving for authenticity. A brand or a company really needs to understand what we call its why. Why is it looking to engage with the LGBTQ market? Is it because Pride season is coming up and we want to celebrate the community? Is it because the LGBT community or some sub-segment like gay men or lesbian women or trans individuals, there's a strong business case to engage with those consumers? Taking it at that sort of bird's eye view, we like to call it, is the best way to then understand how to activate your marketing from a channel perspective. What media are you using? Who are you working with from an influencer perspective, perhaps, or as a media partner? other sorts of connections and engagements that you're making within the community. You don't just want to jump in because it seems fun or trendy or fashionable. You need to have more of a business reason. So that's, I think, a primary thing to think about. Then a couple of additional things. You definitely want to remember diversity. You know, the LGBTQ community is the most intersectional community in the world. We have members of every race, ethnicity, religion, socioeconomic status, etc. And so we're not all a bunch of cis white gay men. I say that as one myself, but gone are the days when we could just sort of slap up a very standard representation of the community. And what's nice is by using and leveraging and representing and being inclusive of all of these different types of people that make up the community, you're still reaching everyone else. You know, when I see an ad featuring two gay black men, that resonates with me just as much as it would if the men were white, if not more so, because I have that additional layer of understanding that the company or the brand is making an effort to be inclusive and representative in how it's showcasing or representing the community at large. Knowing your why and remembering diversity are two things that help set the stage for a successful campaign that feels authentic to members of the LGBTQ community. But there are other ways for brands to truly show their support. If you really want to sort of talk the talk and do LGBTQ marketing, you need to walk the walk. And so having a partner, a nonprofit partner of some way, shape or form will really help you to do that successfully. And then beyond sort of the marketing sphere, a couple of things to keep in mind. First of all, there are a number of really great LGBTQ conferences run by organizations like the National Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce, Out and Equal. There's an LGBTQ MBA conference called Ramba. These are all places where internal partners of yours like supplier diversity teams, diversity and inclusion officers, corporate social responsibility teams, recruiters can engage with the community in ways outside of marketing that really help to strengthen your company and help you walk that walk for when you're ready to or if you're currently talking the talk. And then secondarily, I think celebrating LGBTQ values and holidays like Pride, things like that internally is really important. Engaging with LGBTQ employees and really just ensuring that these values of inclusion and diversity are embraced and supported and shouted from the rooftops from the CEO on down. So it doesn't feel like you've got these LGBTQ employees who are kind of on this bottom rung, not really being supported by the rest of the company. All of those sorts of internal practices and policies will radiate outwards and help you to inform authentic marketing. 
Talking the talk and walking the walk is essential if a brand is truly going to make a mark. In recent years, there has been an explosion of LGBTQ marketing, especially since World Pride and Stonewall 50 last year. For that very reason, a brand will want to figure out a unique way to stand out beyond the obvious choices. It's about having a perspective that's more than just kind of like happy pride or we support you. You know, back in the day, just saying we support marriage equality, for example, was kind of enough because we didn't have it. Now that we have some of these base levels of equality, it's all about trying to ensure that your engagement and your support is unique. What's your white space? Where can your brand play in a way that's relevant to your brand, but also is in a way that can focus on topics that are important to LGBTQs that other brands are not talking about? And I think one thing that can be done here is offering value or a service of some sort to LGBTQs. And one very quick example is we work with a client who is kind of a very family-focused brand. They made a lot of kids' products. And so we partnered this particular client with Family Equality which is a premier LGBTQ family advocacy group. And we helped to digitize, they had an 800 number that could be called for advice on LGBTQ family support. But as you might imagine, you can only keep a phone line staffed for so many hours of the day, for so many days a week. And as a nonprofit, it wasn't active very frequently. We helped turn that into a chat tool that could be accessed online 24-7. And as soon as someone was available to address the questions or comments, they could log on and help the person or the family looking for support. So that was a way in which we turned a partnership with an organization into something that offered a tool of true value to these consumers, while also, of course, sharing some marketing messages as well. Matt served as executive producer on the Treat Yourself Or Quick YouTube video. It featured RuPaul's Drag Race favorite, Nina West. I love the video. I love the song. I love the message. As a gay consumer, this collaboration stands out as an overall success, not just in its messaging, but also from a behind-the-scenes perspective. I'm talking about overall production and crew. So this was definitely the most fun project I've ever worked on. And the quick background is, OraQuick, it's an in-home HIV test. So it's the same HIV test that you'd get if you went to your doctor or a clinic. You can just bring it home, buy it at your local Walgreens or Walmart, and in 20 minutes you'll know your status with the same level of trust that you'd get at your doctor's office. And so we wanted to market this product, and there were kind of two things that went into the production of this video. The first is, this is pre-COVID of course, but self-care is and has been an important trend among LGBTQ people, making sure that we're taking care of ourselves and then by extension, our community. And then at the same time, there was also this insight that as where there's increasing digitization of all cultures, including LGBTQ, the gayborhood, this place where LGBTQ people live, work, and play, remains an important sort of physical and emotional footprint in the lives of gay men and LGBTQ people in general. So we wanted to kind of bring these two things together. And so what we created is this video where Nina West, as you mentioned, we partnered her with a gentleman named Mark Kenamura, who's a pretty well-known Instagram influencer who was uh, Lady Gaga's choreographer. 
we took them and we brought them to Nina's hometown of Columbus, Ohio, because we wanted to film in a neighborhood that really had never been seen before. You know, most people know Chelsea or West Hollywood in LA. We wanted to bring them to the short north in Columbus, Ohio. And we took Nina and Mark on this journey throughout the neighborhood. It was a journey of self-care that ultimately concluded in Nina and Mark picking up an Aura Quick kit because knowing your status and owning your sexual health is, of course, an integral part of self-care. And so that was sort of how that video came to be. And what was really nice about it, what I love doing about it most probably, just to kind of tie this back into the authenticity piece, is that we ensured that LGBTQ people were involved from start to finish of this production. So obviously we're working with two gay influencers. We're filming it in a gay neighborhood. We had a fully gay production team. The guy who helped write the song was gay. And all of the businesses that we stopped into in Short North They were, I would say, 75% gay-owned, 25% sort of gay favorite. And then we also partnered with a gay health organization out in Ohio, and all of the proceeds of the song on iTunes, where you can purchase it, go to that nonprofit, which is called Equitus Health. In a recent article in Ad Age, How to Stay Relevant with the LGBTQ plus community in uncertain times, Brian Wenke, executive director of the It Gets Better Project, says it's not about the product, it's about purpose. A product emblazoned with a rainbow may drive sales, but a company with purpose drives sustainability. To get into the right mindset, I asked Matt about the first steps a brand should take when thinking up a campaign targeting a queer audience. This ties back, actually, I think, to the whole don't sell, celebrate idea. And again, it comes down to sort of what the reason is for engaging with a consumer. And maybe I can illustrate this with an anecdote. So one of our clients for many years was Tylenol PM, which is a sleep aid, essentially, if you have pain and you can't fall asleep. And when people would hear that for the many years we worked on it, they would say, well, why Tylenol PM? That just seems so random. Of course, without knowing the story, it does. And the way it came to be is there was a straight brand manager who worked at Johnson & Johnson, which makes Tylenol and Tylenol PM. And he, of course, had a lot of data and research on who his consumer was, but none of it had anything to do with LGBTQ. But what he noticed is that their sweet spot of a consumer looked a lot like his gay friends. And so he was like, I should start thinking about this more. And so ultimately, it led to some additional research We found that LGBTQ people did, and still to this day, do over-index, as it's called, in sleeplessness. And from that flowed a variety of tactics to reach LGBTQ consumers who also looked like Tylenol PM's consumers at places like LGBTQ Film Festival. Because when do you typically watch movies? Shortly before you're going to go to bed. We would show up at Pride Festivals because we had samples to distribute. And Pride Festivals are a great place to reach a ton of people and distribute samples. So ultimately, it's about having a really engaged, thoughtful, and precise business planning process that sort of links up what we know about LGBTQ culture and insights with what you're trying to do with your brand or company or service, your brand equity, and kind of finding where that overlap and sweet spot is to then develop your marketing tactics. Pride is just one opportunity to engage with the LGBTQ plus community. Brands really need to think long term by including other important days. Brian Wenke's Ad Age article highlights LGBTQ plus History Month and National Coming Out Day in October, Transgender Day of Visibility in March, 
plus a slew of other times like the holiday season, spring break, and prom. He says if you show up throughout the year, the LGBTQ community will show up for you when it matters most. Back to Matt. He's been at Target 10 for 13 incredible years. I was curious about his secrets to the sauce. I asked him about the difference between a forgettable and unforgettable ad. The first is emotion. And this is true of any ad, but one ad that I'll give as an example that I've probably watched it 25 times at this point and it still makes me tear up a little. It's an ad that Google did um, and they filmed it actually in Colombia. Columbia, the country, not the university. Theoretically, it was about their VR goggle product. And this is from a several years ago when it was kind of a brand new toy. But what had happened was there was a woman in Colombia whose son had unfortunately committed suicide due to bullying. And he was young. I mean, he was maybe middle school. And she started an organization in Colombia, which is not the greatest when it comes to LGBTQ rights. There's a lot of issues there. Her whole goal was to promote greater understanding of what it's like to be LGBTQ for all of these kids in all of these schools who are maybe encountering LGBTQ students and trying, you know, making these decisions for themselves about how to treat them. And the long and short of it is Google partnered with this woman and her organization and went to schools across Colombia to show kids of all kinds what a pride parade looked like. And so all of these kids, I'm actually getting emotional just talking about it, all of these kids were given these goggles and they were able to see, I think it may have been San Francisco's Pride Parade, and they had never seen a Pride. You know, you've got these gay and lesbian kids who are crying. You've got these allied kids who are learning what it's like and hugging them. And it was just such a beautiful way to do something really great, provide support to this organization, provide some learning and education for these kids in these schools who would never see such a thing, maybe in their lifetime, who knows, while also sort of perhaps a bit more subtly showcasing the utility and the function of these VR goggles. So that's a spot that really has always stood out to me. There are a few brands that stand out for their LGBTQ plus campaigns. Absolute Vodka has been supporting the community since 1981. Amazon Alexa, users can now ask questions about LGBTQ plus issues. Alexa will even answer questions about her own sexuality. I just think of everyone as friends. Calvin Klein. They printed rainbow-colored CK logos on t-shirts and other apparel. And Spotify? The brand maintains playlists like Out Now and Transcend, which amplify LGBTQ plus artists globally. One brand stands out to Matt. One brand I'll call out that has always done a great job, but with their latest Pride campaign, I think, hit the market again, and that's Levi's. They sent out their kind of kickoff Pride email blast a week or two ago, and there were a number of points that I thought were really great. First of all, the logo was in the colors of the trans flag, light blue and light pink. So rather than going with the standard rainbow, they went and they focused more on the trans community, which is in greater need of sort of recognition and support. They also have an interactive element to their Pride campaign that encourages consumers to raise their voices, get involved, make a difference. They have really great, of course, clothing and other gear, which is linked to a charity called Outright Action International, and a full 100% of all proceeds goes to this charity, which is really awesome. And then finally, there's a really great connection to some of the content that Levi's is releasing to a queer content creator and photography of models that references kind of historical LGBTQ activities. 
So it's got kind of a throwback retro vibe, both in terms of the way it was shot and the literal clothing, the design of the clothing as well. So it was just there were all of these different angles and touch points that feel authentic, it feels real, it feels supportive, that really left a really great impression on me. Matt recently posted something on LinkedIn that caught my attention and pulled at my heartstrings. Being LGBTQ isn't always rainbows and parades. In fact, it often comes with a wicked and painful slap of discrimination. When he heard about a recent news story, he knew something had to be done and one of his brands came to mind. This is something that just happened the other week that I was really proud to help facilitate with a client. And the story is, Target 10 has worked with J&J for 20 plus years, and I've been working with them since I started at Target 10. J&J's, you know, if you had to boil their mission down, it's all about caring for people and for families. And so we helped to develop a program, an LGBTQ initiative called Care with Pride, started back in 2011. As we were helping to architect this program with the J&J creators as well, we all wanted to make sure that this idea of caring remained a central anchor to this program. And so one side of that is that in the course of its existence, over a million dollars has been donated to LGBTQ nonprofits, everything from Family Equality Council, which is our current partner, to Trevor Project, to PFLAG, to a wide variety of pride organizations across the country and world. But then there have been some smaller instances, and one that happened just recently is that the Pulse Memorial Mural down in Orlando to honor those who were killed at the Pulse Club a few years ago was defaced by white supremacists. I, I won't get, don't get me started on, on all of that stuff, but it was, it was a horrible thing. And of course, in this time of COVID, it's that much more painful. This group also cut the phone lines of the center, just trying to intimidate and be nasty. When I saw that on a Thursday, I was like, this is a perfect opportunity for Johnson & Johnson and Care with Pride to showcase how it cares in a really timely, nimble way. And so I reached out to my client at J&J, who I work with very, very closely on all of these things. I explained the situation to him. And within five minutes, he was like, yep, we need to do something. And so long story short, we were able to offer the center within about 72 hours, a $5,000 donation to fix up the mural, restore any tech issues they had, and then just upgrade their security systems overall. And this was not meant as a marketing stunt. This was not meant to reap the benefits from partnering with this small center in Orlando. It was simply because the mission of this program is to be an ally to the community, to stand in solidarity with it when there's hatred and try as much as we can in the context of what we are to turn hate into love. And I think that's what we did very successfully here. One underlying theme I keep coming across is the need for human understanding and empathy. I asked Matt what he'd like to see in future campaigns. What's over the rainbow, so to speak? The call that I was on just before this was with a group that Target 10 is a founding member of called the Alliance for Inclusive and Multicultural Marketing. And there's just so much negativity. I think something that we really need to focus on, both within the community and outside of it, is connecting ourselves to one another, saying, let me talk to you and explain to you or show you how I'm special and also how I'm like you. And this could be from me to 
a black gay guy in Atlanta. It could be from a lesbian in the Pacific Northwest to someone in the Midwest. It could be a straight ally talking to a gay elder. It sounds a little basic, but I think having brands facilitating, and again, going back to that idea of providing a function or a service, in this moment, what I would love to see is that function or that service hinging on opening up lines of communication to one another and enabling greater sort of flow of ideas and thought and understanding, because there's just no way we're going to get along with one another unless we have that. Brands are in a really powerful place to make that happen. Talking the talk and walking the walk. Two things that are essential for any brand to make a lasting impression on the LGBTQ community. As we all heard, Matt talks the talk, but his words are followed up with action. He definitely walks the walk. June is Pride Month, a fantastic time to wish your queer colleagues and friends a happy pride. It's also a perfect time to review your marketing plans to see if you're selling or celebrating the LGBTQ community. To everyone listening, be loud, be proud, be heard. Happy Pride. I'm Brian Osuch, and this is Happening. This has been an Osuch Luck Productions original.